Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Slowly let go of me, I think you're brutal my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! Martini, shaken, not stirred. The force will be with you always. Avengers, assemble in the red corner. Standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Is the Eclectic Collective. Hello, Eclectic family. We are the Eclectic Collective. I'm Matt. I'm Micah. I'm Jim. And we are here at Starbase 1552 Comics with the the owner, Judd. What up? And Miss Gogo Incognito. Hello, hello, hello. Um, If you, uh, before we get started, if you are out and about today and are looking for (laughs) anything uh, collectibles, comics, as you can see... I'm going to point in the right direction. Here we go. <laughs> All my Star Wars buddies, that is a whole line yes, of vintage collection um, Star Wars uh, uh, action figures. And he's also got a whole room in the back of uh, signed Star Wars uh, collectibles. He's got the vintage collection. Uh, he's got a cool Star Tours. Uh, what what was the droid? Uh, um, it was the droid. The droid, the droid that's on the Star Tours. Yeah, that's tour. on Star Tours. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should have said. And as I'm doing... Danger, the robot. It's the one they took from Splash Mountain. Yeah, the, the droid from Not Splash Mountain. Not many people Mountain. know that. And uh, he's got a lot more. He's got comics. Uh, I saw a whole area of Flash Gordon stuff. He's got X-Men. He's got anything you can think of when he it has comes it, to collectibles. So come out. It opens at 10, which is in a few minutes. That's right. And come. Yep. Uh, he's got uh, some good <laughs> deals going on. He's got a lot of Funko Pops. Uh, my ca- my camera is not pointing, but all you Funko Pop lovers, he's got a whole crap load of Funko Pops. Yes, he does. Uh, so come on out. Uh, Judd, before we get into uh, getting to know all things Go-Go, I want to talk about all these uh, Marvel announcements that have just come out. What do you think about uh, everything that's been announced so far for Phase 2 that's going to be taking place? Phase, phase four? 4? What did I say? You said phase, phase 2. I meant Phase 4 that's going to be taking place within the next two years. There you go. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> going to spoil it for you. <laughs> no, man. I mean, it was ridiculous the amounts of announcements they made in a short period of time. Yeah. Right? I mean, of course, they did it at a weird time, but that's okay. You know, we'll take it what we can get. Yeah. But, I mean... It, I'm stoked. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. Not as many movies as I would have liked to have seen, but hey, that's okay. Still um, only a two-year time frame, though. Right, right. Um, well, yes. And I guess I'll have to get Disney Plus now. Exactly. Well, yeah, oh, why would you not? I know. <laughs> well, uh, I read a little thing that all the shows are going to be canon <coughs> to the movies. 
So mm-hmm. I think the reason they did uh, this phase uh, this way within two years, and you know, like you said, you know, we only get like what four movies. We yeah. get two next year, two yeah. after mm-hmm. that. But I think the shows are going to coincide with the movies, right? Kind of like how Agents of Shield, yeah. Did. Right. Right. yeah. So uh, there's no release dates on the shows yet, correct? But if if you look at it, I think they're going to do movie show, movie, movie show. show, movie show, and it's going to be like when you watch the show, it's going to be like watching a little move, or like a longer yeah. movie, right. That has and they're going to a little more detail. They're going to use the power of the Marvel, the MCU, to push their Disney Plus streaming yes. service. Yeah. Yeah. I, Why would you I, I hope they do it like Netflix and just drop them all at once, not like DC's been doing and just give yeah. them one a week yeah. and then you have to wait. I want to just sit down and watch them all at once. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I don't really have the time. With all my traveling and everything, to like keep up with a serial, sh- you know, show that comes out every week. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll either just wait until the whole season is done, and then you know, try to blow get- it out in a day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. We do the same thing. Yeah. 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 Well, with your traveling, like you could watch, you know, WandaVision, which I'm. That's probably the one show I'm most curious about, uh, because it's gonna concentrate on how you know vision i guess vision comes back since they have that mm-hmm. either that it's gonna get really creepy really fast yes exactly yeah uh and i like uh my favorite of the tv shows are uh the what if series yeah. yes uh because you know that's one of my favorite comics yeah you know it, it's always interesting to see and they even said that what if will be canon that's why it's a part of the phase so mm-hmm. even though it's an animated show uh, they the watcher will be telling these stories, but I think he'll be telling these stories for a reason. Now Maybe that the so. now yeah. that the multiverse is open, uh, you have uh, with strange tales the multiverse is open and everything. I just think all of this is going to coincide, and then next year I think you're going to get your big five year run yeah. of uh, what yeah. the next phase is because they'll announce Black Panther Guardians. Uh, the next Captain Marvel, and mm-hmm. then I think they'll name another Spider-Man. Oh yeah, they've got to. Yeah. yeah. Oh lord, yeah. So you'll have. I think in the. I think next year in San Diego, you're going to get like a six, seven movie, five year. I don't yeah. even know. They could name more than that for well, all I know. You know, I could tell something was up even before I knew what the announcements were yeah. because my eBay store just blew up. All the all the <laughs> all, all the Jane Foster Thors just went yeah. boom and they're gone. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, okay. I'm kind of curious as to how that's going to work. Well, but, it's uh, ten o'clock, so Judd's going to have to go open the store real quick and then, and then come back and uh, <laughs> yeah, come back as soon as you uh, open the store. Four. Uh, but with you know, what do y'all think? What do you think, uh, Gogo, about the uh, Jane Thor thing that's coming? Um, I'll be I'll be very honest. I don't love Natalie Portman. I, I've I, been hearing that a lot. I really yeah. don't. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm all for there being a female Thor, yep. a, yeah. a lady Thor, woman Thor. Uh, all for that, absolutely, completely. Um, I mean, the one thing about Natalie Portman is, you know, she definitely has acting chops, but I just had always felt like she was kind of shoehorned yeah. into yes. the, yeah. Thor fr- the Thor franchise. And then when she was gone, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, which is weird. I'm right there with you on that. She did. She said she didn't want to come back, and Taikiki. Yeah, Taiki Watiti. Yeah, brought her back. Like he went and talked to her and was like, "I want to make you female Thor," and she's like, "Well, okay." I mean, I can't blame her though. After Thor one and or Thor two being like the worst movie ever made. 
It is not the worst movie. It's not the worst. It's not the worst in the Marvel films, though. Captain in America. America. I, not I No way. I love Cap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but uh, I think they're taking an interesting direction with Doctor Strange too. I think it's they're going, going more to horror. delve into the Stranger Things stories yeah. and make it yeah. a little dark. Yeah, and show some really weird stuff. I mean, in, that's in the multiverse. Yeah, they're not going Annabelle comes home, but they are going more dark. Yeah, with the the Doctor Strange storylines. You know what it reminds me of is the, has everyone seen Shazam? Yes. No. Have you yeah. seen Shazam? You haven't. Oh well, then I can't ruin it. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna surpass that. Okay. But there, there was an area in the movie that I think you know that uh, the Doctor Strange will go towards towards the dark, towards the like uh, uh, other universes where you know there uh, might be oh, different creatures yeah, yeah. or stuff. Right. You know, You're like, talking about the doors. Yeah, the yeah, doors. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's kind of how it's going to be. Like after it's going to coincide with Spider-Man introducing, you know, the multiverse, and I think how the multiverse split, and now things are kind of coming into our universe that shouldn't be, but no one notices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After you know the whole end game, but uh, I'm more excited about Blade. I, I've always, since a kid, been a huge Blade fan, uh, which is weird because I can't stand vampire movies. What's I've, wrong with you, man? I don't know, man. Like growing up, uh, it's just they're they're all the same. Like vampire, except Lost Boys. I love Lost 30 Boys. Days oh, a that's night. a classic. Yeah, days oh, a of night course. Was completely different than every other. See, and I haven't seen that one. Uh, that's a comic book too, it right? Is. You're missing out. Yeah, thirty Go watch days a night. Yeah. Why am I not? Is that Joshua things. Hardman in that movie? I, I don't know. All the vampires go to Alaska. Maybe I'm thinking, for, it's, maybe it's I'm thinking forty for days, days and forty nights. <laughs> <laughs> so they take a trip to Alaska because yeah. it's nighttime all the time. Yeah, that's, um, that's all right. Yeah. It's no, amazing. I don't think I've seen it. Can yeah. you imagine like uh, you like vampire families to go like, all right, we need to book our travel plans now <laughs> for Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> the thirty days and thirty nights are coming. Yep. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Blade. I can't. I and I think uh, I, I can never pronounce his name. Mashallah, Marcella, Marcella Ali, Marcella Ali, Ali. I think is a. You know, I never. When the, all the talk about bringing Wesley Snipes back came for Blade, I was like, I don't know, man. He's He's got three movies. Yeah. I always think if you do a trilogy, I think you can let it go, man. Trilogies are, you know, you're great. You know, great. That's a great accomplishment to make when you bring in one character. Right. Now let it go. Uh, but I never thought, you know, thinking of someone new to take over that uh, Marshall Ali would be chosen because I've always taken him as a more Academy Award winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has one, but he, he goes for those types of movies because he's, you know, really into that the deep, arts. meaningful yes. role, not the not every, the action hero. Every he movie I've in, seen him in has like either been nominated or been talking about well, being he's nominated. A so great villain in Alita Battle Angel. He's, I just watched that last night. It was pretty amazing? good. It was pretty good. I love and, that really. Uh, he was mm. the main villain in season one of uh, the Luke, Luke Cage, Cage show. Yeah, he mm. was. Uh, oh yeah. So, uh, so he has yeah. like uh, you know an intro into Marvel and what it takes to be into Marvel, but I think he's just the look alone mm-hmm. uh, is going to be awesome because he has the same kind of facial structure mm-hmm. as Wesley Snipes. I yeah. think, they, you know, the hair would be easy to do, but yeah. the one thing... He needs is to bulk that, up. Yeah, he needs to bulk up, but he also needs to, you know, martial up. art up. 
You know, because Wesley Snipes was a professional martial artist well, the, before the movie. Anyway. MC, part of the MCU is that you have to go through that training regimen that they put him through. Yeah. So yeah. he will bulk up and he will be martial arted up too. Are you worried time. about how natural it would look? Because Wesley Snipes before Blade was He was huge into martial arts. Yeah, yeah, he made it look natural. But um, I think he'll pull it off. I think he's gonna. I think he's a good choice. I what do you too? think? I think so too. I don't think his lack of martial arts skills is gonna make a difference in the end. Well, you know, Disney Marvel is not disappointed at all. Yeah. Yet, nope. So yeah. you know, I just hope they bring back uh, Ryan Reynolds as Hannibal King. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. All right. So let's 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 get to know Go Go Incognito. All the right, reason let's we're do here. It. So uh, so let's we're going to talk about what you're doing uh, now later on. But let's go back. Take us back. What started you on your nerdy journey? Oh boy! Like, like let's go back to school days okay, and like earliest nerdy. Yeah, earliest nerdy thing. memories and stuff. What what drove you down this path? Um, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, yes. Love them. Absolutely. There were a few in particular that I was absolutely passionate about that, like, I just never wanted to miss, including there were Marvel, two Marvel shows in particular, animated, and Stan Lee would be sort of like your, you know, your intro to it. He'd be like, welcome to Universe and all that. I remember there was the Hulk one. Yeah. And there Mm -hmm. was... um, Spider-Man, Iceman, yeah. and Firestar. Love Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, the uh, Spider... Is that, was that Spider-Friends? Or? I don't remember, but I remember yes, who was I in it. I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. that. And I... I mean, I'm sure I watched every single episode so many times because they only had so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was absolutely... That got me really interested, especially in Spider-Man, which then took me to comics. Okay. And so on and so forth. But yeah. That's okay. it. Um, did you? Uh, were there any kind of like groups you hung out with? I mean, that had similar interests back then, or I think there were a lot. I mean, this was also the age of like you know I'm, I'm absolutely showing my age here, but I'm proud to do it. It was the age of Atari. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. You know. uh, you're you're in uh, yeah. impressive company. I play, yeah. I play Coleco. Yeah, instead yeah. of Atari. So I mean, I think a lot of my friends. You know, I grew up. Um, you know, in a really. Pr- privileged area Mm -hmm. and so we all were playing Atari we were all sort of like a lot of our games Mm -hmm. were sort of based around you know stuff you know stuff that was in um you know animation and again in pop culture I mean Star Wars all this stuff so in terms of groups like if you're asking like if then in high school or something I was in like a comics or an anime Mm -hmm. club Mm -hmm. we didn't have those okay um so it was just um I don't know. I remember uh, really wanting to be good at skateboarding, and oh, I wasn't. Yeah. I was pretty mediocre, but I remember all the skate. <laughs> I think we all tried at one point. I broke. I broke myself too many times. I so. fell once and hated I, it. After. Actually, I got really good at skateboarding. I loved it. My brother got me my first skateboard, and mm-hmm. I could do ollies and all the tricks. But I was also a skinny kid, so I was not that great. I was wonderful on rollerblades, which came later, okay. but didn't have the same kind of yeah. clout. But um, the skater kids no, would sure always not. be like Sorry. trading comics and this and that. Yeah. Okay. And even though I couldn't skate for a dang, mm-hmm. at least I had my comic books and my comic book knowledge. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Dropping that knowledge. Yeah. yeah. 
Boom. <laughs> I remember uh, we we shared a Kmart skateboard. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we <laughs> did. Whatever the cheap skateboards were there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't I didn't get a Team Murray bicycle too. I got whatever the Kmart yeah, the you Kmart know spe- special was. So, uh, which made me always feel good when I ride up my. You know, every, all my friends had mongoose bikes and everything, and I'd yeah. come up with that little Kmart. Ching, ching. <laughs> I always guys. think it's interesting that back in the day being a nerd and doing stuff like cosplay or loving comic books was like it was taboo upon. yeah it was very like really especially I, see, I don't remember any of that at all see oh, in, in my day yeah. it was tab it was really taboo. taboo it was if you if you came if, if it was public knowledge that mm-hmm. you were into nerdy stuff yep. yeah they would abolish just you would just get kicked out of everything i had no I had no experiences with that whatsoever. Yeah. It could be because you are the lucky one, right? I, I don't know because again, there, there. I remember there being a dichotomy of sort of like, you know, band geeks right. were sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, they're band geeks, and you know, are theater geeks or this or that. But in terms of, again, like you know, and then in high school, then what? What was that? The Sega Genesis came out, or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something. It was, and then it was the age of like all the like beep. Boop, 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 yeah. like Mario and yeah. all that. And I just thinking about even if my, you know, friends of mine weren't like, oh, we're gamers, they would always be playing with their like little brothers or little sisters or, right. you know, mm-hmm. older siblings. But like, I just remember that just being part of sort of the background of okay. my culture. You yeah. know, my high school so you culture were, growing up. You were part of the uh, Super Mario Brothers where Luigi never got to play because your brother was or sister were so good that they just played as Mario and <laughs> you played until you died. I actually, I actually never had that game platform. Um, I'm an only child, and so the only time I would really ever get to play is if I was over with uh, like you know one of my house. friends' houses. But to this day, I still really... I cannot stand where other people are like, oh, there's all those little beeps are like music mm-hmm, to their mm-hmm, ears for me. I'm yeah. like, that's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could you listen to that for hours? Because it just didn't get ingrained in me in that way. Yeah. See, in our neighborhood, yeah. it was uh, there was clicks, but it was like Bloods, Crips, and whatever. <laughs> and then you like you had us that were just trying to survive in our tough neighborhood, and like that, Touché. like Jim was saying. Like if you wore the nerdy T-shirt, you were gonna get condemned. It is it, in our neighborhood. It was nothing like it is today, yeah. where it is cool to wear, you know, like Fortnite and Duck whatever Ducktales. Duck yeah, it's cool to wear these T-shirts now. Like it's the thing. But you know, if you had to back then, one you yeah. had to find them, and two, if Ducktales were to risk the, and I'll t- show my age. If if Ducktales was around and I wore that in high school, uh, you'd get your t- twelve people would have killed me. Yeah, I mean that's just that's the era I if grew up. You didn't up wear in. starter, and we you, grew yes. up in the Woodbine area. Yes. I don't know if you're familiar with Middle Woodbine. Tennessee. <laughs> Woodbine. <laughs> we, we grew up in a very. It's nothing like it used to be. That that area now is you know it's almost you have to be rich to live in that area now. That's probably why it's we a don't different. Own, it's live there it's anymore, totally but, different totally there now. Different. Uh, but yeah, that that area when we were growing up, it was it was a rough neighborhood. Yeah, you had to think clearly about clearly. what you wear every day. Uh, yeah, I had to. I mean, I had to work odd jobs just so I could afford to wear. Because mom would, you know, buy us whatever they could afford. Yeah. But I'd work yeah. an odd job just so I could wear apparel to school yeah. that wouldn't get me killed. <laughs> I would just wear plain colored shirts. 
It so. was like, and oh, and that's another thing. You couldn't wear certain colors. Yeah, you yeah. had to be very careful of what color you wore. Very true. Uh, so we're going to again, we're going to talk into a lot of the entrepreneurial things that you're doing sure now. Thing. But yes. in another, is there do you, do you in the back of your mind is there another career path that was ever in your mind at some point? Well, I do have two graduate degrees that I don't really use whatsoever. Okay. All um, right. Uh, when I was younger, I ended up at Columbia University for social Ooh, work. Wow. Oh, social nice. For okay. a little while. And I definitely was, uh, I didn't have the emotional fortitude to keep up with that. Okay. So I ended up not staying as a social worker for very long. It was just for a few years. It's a pretty challenging career. It, yes. it was. I was young and it, I, ju- I just didn't have that grit to be able to really leave my casework at oh, the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, and I ended up, I remember getting, being so stressed, I kept like cutting my hair and my hair had been really, really long. Mm-hmm. And I got down to a pixie cut and I remember my mom saying like, okay, you, you can either shave your head. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Like, you can shave your head. Mm-hmm. But then when you have no more hair, maybe you should really think about a career change because yeah. you yeah. keep like you know you're taking out your stress and and whatnot you wear your heart on your sleeve i absolutely do mm-hmm. and so i ended up leaving um uh social work and getting into production like commercial tv okay. commercials yeah. and this and that which then took me into music video production um okay. Which uh, is something I really, really enjoyed, and so uh, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I talk with my hands, so you may it's occasionally right. hear like little dings. We talk and, and, with and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I absolutely love production. So if I were not doing what I'm doing now, I'd probably still be doing sort of the same thing. Okay. Which is right. being in the production world. It's so, it's so interesting. I hear so many. I have a good, really good friend of mine, and I won't mention his name because he hates when I tell this story, but um, <laughs> he do it anyway. <laughs> he, went, yeah. he went to school for six years to become a psychologist. And once you become a, once you get the degree, you have to go, I, I don't, again, I don't know all the terminology and everything of what you have to do. I do know you have to put in time of doing certain things, internships yeah. and other things before you can actually open up your own practice or become a part of a practice and all this other stuff because Lots you have to be established you have to establish yeah. yourself and so he found himself um uh, essentially uh having to go to a prison to uh, help the prisoners you know become better better themselves figure out why they are the way they are and what they do what they do and help them fix themselves and become better people but he found himself sitting across the table from people he would literally get their entire file and he would sit there and was required to help this person and would read their file and would see all the brutal and horrible things they did and he found himself just wanting to jump across the table and choke these people and it's like I, I, I can't really help these people you know I just want to they don't deserve to live is where he found himself well, and so you know I'm I'm getting my masters in school counseling and the biggest thing is like self-care mm-hmm. self-reflection stuff to take care of yourself and that's pretty much how this got started <laughs> I was like you know we're always talking we're always you know, always have to like separate yourself from that uh, you know social aspect you know and helping people because if you take those two parts and bring them together then you're going 
going to go crazy. You know, like you want to keep your your home life and everything separate and then, you know, all the work that you're doing, you know, separate. So when it comes to this kind of stuff, you always have to have something that, you know, heals you. So, and, you know, and I love mm-hmm. talking about this stuff. We're always sitting down and, uh, you know, shooting the, you know, breeze. Gonna, yeah, shooting the breeze <laughs> and talking about this kind of stuff. And, it, you know, it's very healing, you know, separating and it uh, gives you time to get back to who you are and get back to neutral. And I think that's an important thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the whole concept of self-care, I don't know if it was, you know, definitely wasn't a buzzword, you know, going back in the day when I was struggling, at, um, you know, emotionally and, you know, mentally as a, as a social worker. But one thing I have always done to help me with that kind of thing with sort of balance the mundane especially when the mundane is really really emotionally gripping and challenging is I've always had some kind of night gig Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. like you know whether it's you know bartending at some absolutely fantastical place where it just sort of you know takes you out of it or I went from being a club kid to actually working um, professionally and getting a residency at one of the mega clubs in New York as a go-go Ooh, dancer. Okay. okay. So that's how I got my nickname. All right. Um, okay. Because <laughs> people would be like, oh, yeah, that go-go girl, the one who's in grad school. Yeah, have you met that? And, like, people that I met, or they'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, you're the go-go one. Okay. Go-go grad um, school. And, yeah, the, grad, the go-go, you know, the graduate student. <laughs> and... Um, that was me, and it just sort of stuck. And you know, that's how I. Ha- so I've been called Gogo for a long time, <laughs> for a long time. But um, yeah, that absolutely having either you know, first for me going clubbing and and being able to step into that sort of Candyland yeah. of places, um, but not take it too seriously mm-hmm. um, because there was you know, there's always homework to do. And internships yeah. and you know, life, life, and all <laughs> oh, that, yeah. and then um, being being able to get paid for it, yeah, was mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. And that was a gig that I kept for several years. And again, I had a residency every Friday night. It paid very well. The only thing was I didn't get paid until five o'clock in the morning. Oh, so oh, wow! <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you talked about your name because the first thing that popped in my head was Inspector Gadget. Like, you know, go, go, go incognito. <laughs> I do love Inspector Gadget, and people have been saying for years that I really need to do a cosplay of... of there you go. You know, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll it'll happen. It's one of those things I'm like, oh, there'd be a Would lot Would that be of... go, 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 go Gadget? Go, go, yeah. go, 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 go Square and Gadget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're a part of a lot of different things. I mean, you got writing, distillery, cosplay, live shows, and everything going on. Um, and I'm, I mean, you look like a person who really enjoys what they do. Um, do you? Are you the type of person who just loves having just tons of stuff going on all the time? Well, not all the time, but yes. Uh, to answer your question, yes, I absolutely love to have a lot of different things going mm-hmm. on. Um, what I've found is if I'm doing just one thing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I start to get bored with it or I start to resent it. Mm-hmm. So having, again, and that goes back to what I was just saying with, um, you know, graduate school and social work and, you know, go-go dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to always be something different, mm-hmm. something that takes me out of, like, what the day job stuff is. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, when I was in graduate school here in, in Nashville for um, – for writing and mm-hmm. English when I was uh, studying <clears throat> uh, comparative world folklore, something oh, okay. I absolutely love. So 
um, I really didn't have a nightlife or or not even nightlife. That isn't necessarily the right word, but sort. I didn't have really something else, and I found that time in my life to be sort of stressful and lacking because it was all about day job in school, day job yeah. in school, day job in school. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I had when I did find cosplay, mm-hmm. it was like oh. You know, it was just yeah. this yeah. happy, happy thing that let me then balance out again, you know, the rigors of school and life. Oh, there's so, always something that does that, that just brings you back down to earth. Yes. Love that. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah. It's so cool. So, um, so the cosplay is something you really love to do, obviously. Because, I mean, we could t- definitely tell your passion in that. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to do that's fun uh, in your off time? In my off, wait, what's off time? I know that's, <laughs> that's kind of what goes back to the um, liking to do. You got so much on your plate, yes. and so much to do, but um, you know, I think uh, what I've one what I've managed to do, and one thing I'm very proud of is take um, these hobbies that I absolutely love mm-hmm. and turn them into gainful employment, mm-hmm. um, like with burlesque. Mm-hmm turn that into something where I now have my own production company and you know we've been asked to travel to different cons and different places so it's not just our home shows we are mm-hmm. act- we're being actively sought out um, I'm leaving next weekend I go to Kansas City to compete in the Master of Nerdlesque category Ooh, Ooh. nice! Wow Thank you um, t- a week and a half after that I'll be going up to Winnipeg, Manitoba, to headline the Winnipeg International Burlesque Festival. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Week and a half after that is Dragon Con, where I'll be serving as the head judge this year of the Bunny Hutch opening, nice. opening night cosplay wow. party. Wow. So there's okay. a lot. I mean, I, yeah, so going back to what you're saying, do I like being this busy? Yes and no. I like it in spurts, and then there are times when I'm just like, uh-uh. I need a break. I yeah. need a break. Yeah. So, but yes, I like having different things going on because if I were, I know if I were performing every single night or even four or five nights a week, I'd probably start to resent that. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question. If you had nothing planned for 12 hours. Okay. And you went home. Uh Uh-huh. And sat on your couch. Okay. What would... What would be happening to you that you have nothing going on for the next 12 hours? Movies. TV shows, binging, uh, I, just unplugging, reading. I would. So I have to stay at home. That's the thing. It's like I have you're to at home. You have nowhere to be. Okay. You have nothing planned. Okay. You look at your calendar and it's empty for the next twelve hours. Okay. Um, I if it's nice outside, I'd get outside and go for a. Yeah, I'd go Pokemon hunting. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I see. Yeah. Still yeah. absolutely love playing Pokemon Go. Right. Um, probably like check into it. You know five days out of the week <laughs> um, okay. I mean I, I really enjoy it um, I might play some video games I've been really excited for the new Borderlands to come out so I've been oh, re- nice. l- replaying some Borderlands 2 um, yeah. or I may binge watch a show I just went back and rewatched all of um, uh, Kimmy Schmidt for some reason I just okay. wanted to watch yeah, it yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Just like, I just want to watch it everyone has that show yeah I mean, for me, my, my go-to, can will always go back to shows are Parks and Rec 
an adventure Love Parks time. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome show. Actually, so, not a fan of Parks and Rec. You're not? I'm an, I'm, me and Matt have this conversation it's all the time. It's because he's a fan of I'm Office. Fan of office. We're, <laughs> we don't, see, we're, we're the opposite. <laughs> I don't like I don't yeah. like Office. I, I love yeah. Parks and Rec. I, yeah. Yeah. I love I the Office. I love Parks and Rec. care less for Parks and Rec. That's so funny. Um, so did we read this right? You're a model as well? Um, well, yeah, I mean. To a certain degree, I guess? To a certain degree. Um, okay. I have been doing pinup modeling and um, I used to do some, you know, latex, like fetish modeling. Mm-hmm. But I have been doing that f- again since I started go-go dancing. So it's okay. been off and on. But um I am a published cosplay model mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have been um, published in some uh, really sort of sleek, almost like coffee table style um, sort of fetish latex. I don't know. If Publication type Publications. Publications. Yes. Yes. Okay. Nothing, nothing beyond R rated. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, awesome. I gotcha. So before we get into the cosplay area of your life, I'm going to pick up Judd's phone and I'm going to kind of do a little walk around and you tell them what sure. they could be looking for. Sure, sure. So we're going to talk cosplay. All right. Because I love cosplay. Hold on. Oh. Before we get into cosplay, let's talk Hold about on. what's going on in Judd's. Well, I got <laughs> to find All it. All right. There you are. There you are. There you go. There you You're are. You're live. Man. You're right, live. Can you flip the camera? I can. They don't want to look at me. There, there we go. There you go. Ah, there you go. I'm walking over to the Funko area. <laughs> Looking Here's at all the, of, the wall of uh, Funkos. Of Starbase 1552. If you have never been here before, you need to come down here. It's a really cool place. It's absolutely fabulous. It is absolutely fabulous. If, if there's something toy-related, comic book-related, Funko Pop. Star Judd, Wars. Star Wars. Batman figurines Judd has it or he can find it so you love really 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 need to come down here and uh, I love I mean, the G.I. Joe's I, do too. I used to love G.I. Joe's I'm, I'm probably going to be talking to you about some G.I. Joe's he's got a uh, he's got a hot rod over there for 20 bucks oh. a remake of a yeah, G1 yeah 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 that's all Jim it's just so so cool the cool vintage but I- Actually, right. the last time we were here, I think someone bought the bat- the GI Joe battleship. Yeah, and I think so. I was I watched that. I watched that happen, and I was like, oh, I wish I could buy. That. All right, let's get back to cosplay. All right. So, cosplay. Yeah. One of my favorite things. I love to cosplay. I've never been to Dragon Con. Mm. I've always wanted to go, but it's one of those that always slips my mind because the ticket to way to get tickets is so. You can get Weird. tickets actually up until I mean you can buy tickets there. They don't sell out. Do they not? I mean I thought they I'm, do I'm not. on uh, on Facebook, one of the groups I'm in. I'm in one of the Dragon Con groups, and I thought I always see that they sell out. That would be the hotels. Um, there is always a mad dash for hotels. They it is it's abs. It can be it can make or break whether or not you're going to Dragon Con, whether or not you can right. get a place to stay. Right. Um, I've had my hotel set for probably six to eight months. Like holy as, moly! Yeah, wow. as soon as um, you know the 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 hotel the host hotels open mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. it is like 
may the odds be ever in your favor. favor. (laughs) It is absolutely like everybody trying to book unless you have a legacy room, which means you've been staying there for a certain number of years. And they just give it to you? Or you get first crack at it? Well, you you get first crack at it, but while you're there, you can just re- book for the next year okay and gotcha. you never want to give up your legacy room but because you can always book it but mm-hmm. then sell it to someone else but it's still your room. still your yeah you still yeah. have it if you want to it's use it it's kind yeah. of like almost like you know it'd be micah's room but jim is taking it this year and there'll be like a signed th- i don't know exactly how it works but it is terrifying like that yeah, that yeah. mad rush it's kind of like how it is with getting new york comic-con tickets which are the ones that do right. sell out and, mm-hmm. and like and also like you know san diego comic-con tickets but um if you, people want to go to dragon con and they can find a place to stay then you can always buy your passes while you're there it sounds like they never sell out because they don't have enough hotels to support it almost they're they're because they're consider themselves a you know a fandom con by fans you know mm-hmm. for fans mm-hmm. um they're just kind of like hey even if people want to you know t- drive in for the day okay. buy a day pass okay. you know find somewhere to park like you know yeah. everyone's welcome okay awesome that's awesome so what kind of cosplay do you like to do i've Her- got a picture right up now of you is looks like a steampunk dress red dress kind of thing oh is that a, if it's a red you got dress a Loki, you got a i've got a loki. loki the red dress picture is mad moxie from borderlands okay so that's one of the cosplays i used to be really known for i used to do okay. moxie a lot um i never I, played borderlands so I know. Oh, okay Sorry. all right no problem i really enjoy um gender swapping characters I enjoy that a lot. Uh, one of the cosplays. I love I'm, that. I love gender yeah. swapping characters in cosplay. One of it's the so cool. One of the cosplays I'm best known for is Beetlejuice. Oh, and, I love Beetlejuice. And I have done um, I've done different Beetlejuices over the years, but I think it was probably four or five years ago at San Diego. Again, it was going back a ways. Mm-hmm. I did sort of a. Well, she was cute. Like she was almost kind of like a pinuppy yeah, yeah, version yeah. of Beetlejuice, and it wasn't like the costume was some over-the-top, you know, armor thing. No offense to that. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like, it yeah. wouldn't be that you'd necessarily look in a crowd and go, "Oh, look at that!" But right. I got in every publication. Like, you know, it it got picked up. Some of the photographs then got picked up online. This or that. The other was the kind of thing where it's like, you know, I'd. Had probably started my Instagram maybe, you know, just a few months before. I only had like, you know, 400, 500 followers. Mm-hmm. After that, Beetlejuice went everywhere. It was kind of thing where it jumped. Then next thing you know, I have like 3,000 followers. Oh, wow. Like 5,000 oh, wow. followers. Like, and people started reaching out to me to do like, hey, would you be interested in, you know, coming to this con or mm-hmm. doing this? Or we'd like to interview you or have you on our podcast. <clears throat> okay. and so, oh, wow. But um, I absolutely love gender swapping characters because then I feel like you can also sort of tailor, make the costume than how you see it. Absolutely. You yes. know, there are people who work so, so hard and they're so amazing at getting every canon detail down pat. Right. That actually drives me crazy. Like really? that that is You not, like the creative element of I, putting your own spin exactly on it. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Exactly that. And so if you are, I mean, I think, honestly, I think people can do, I love, I love the whole idea of like casual cosplay. Okay. Um, where, you know, people are like, I don't want to do like the full costume, but I want to evoke the character. Yes. So I think that's great. And I am going to make myself do more of that. (laughs) (laughs) So that again, I am not... Um, you know, stressing myself out with trying to yeah. make more costumes. I gotcha. That was, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. So, wh- how many costumes do you have? I have no idea. Um, An unlimited arsenal? Of no, just- no, no. It's actually not unlimited because um, I, I don't. There, are, I have friends that are able to churn out and do churn out for either their Patreon or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll churn out a costume every two or three months, but. I don't have that kind of energy. I don't have that kind of time. And a lot of my costumes nowadays, I think about, you know, they're the ones I do just for cosplay, Mm -hmm. but I really like it and it serves me better financially as well as they can do double duty as um, burlesque costumes. Like the newer, the newest, Beetlejuice costume that I have looks really great in pictures and photographs really well, but it also doubles as a burlesque costume for my Beetlejuice act. Okay. 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 Hey, it's not bad. That's the probably one of the best things to do. Double, Ex- double, double dip. Exactly, because you know cosplay costs money. Yes. And it yeah. rarely super expensive. Yeah, it rarely pays again unless you have you know a sponsorship or you're able to sell prints or you know you're being you know paid very well to appear mm-hmm. for appearances or you have a Patreon where people are following your work. Okay. But, okay. So turning a costume into a burlesque costume, then the costume, as long as you're getting that act book, pays for itself. I got you. I got you. What would you say to if we had uh, a a person who wants to get into cosplay right now? Like they're listening to our show. They're watching. They're like, hey, I want to do this. What advice would you give them? Figure out what characters that, um, you know, that figure, see what characters you're really drawn to. Like some people say like, oh, well you should do what fits your body or you should do what what fits your look. Well, you know, some people have, they they tend to look more, they look like a certain character or like a certain actor. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that may be easy for them to do. Right. But I say follow your heart, follow your gut. Okay. You know, do a character you're passionate about, and you know if you're not much of a seamstress or a tailor, you know get thee to a thrift shop, because a lot of the stuff that I, I hate sewing, I'd much rather spend time in the garage right. fussing with Warbla. But when I have to make patterns or do something like that, I find something similar, okay, and then just cut it up and use that. Okay, okay. What's your favorite cosplay to date? <sighs> to right now, out of all the ones you've made or done probably my favorite gosh i don't know i had a full facial neck and chest prosthetic um two years ago uh doing a a lady version of um the knight's king from game of thrones oh wow and it was i bet that was super cool it was that sounds cool fantastic um so I wore that for San Diego Comic Con, and you've wore been to it San Diego Comic Con multiple times. I love this. Oh my place. god, we, we can't get in. It's we can't. like the most impossible. We try and try and yeah. try, and, we and can't. you've been multiple times. Mon- We're jealous. Many, many times. So jelly. Uh, so jelly. Yeah, I wore that to San Diego, and I wore it to New York, and it was just so fun. 
I mean, I looked ugly. Like, there was nothing pretty about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't do the bald head. Mm -hmm. I gave her hair. Yeah. um, Because that's Mm -hmm. a whole other thing than to get a bald cap on. I mean, it was enough work to get... You know the full facial thing on it. Um, right. If you guys, if, if as people are listening and they're like, "Hmm, I want to see this," go to my Instagram. It's at gogo underscore incognito. Really okay. easy, and it's really easy to find me on the Sweet. internet. Okay, you just can type in gogo incognito, and I'll pop mm. up. Let me uh, create that for you, so we Thank can make you. sure our Facebook viewers can uh, can go out there and uh, they can see it. So, what's the most impressive cosplay that you've seen at one of these shows? Oh, that is so hard to say. I don't think that I can answer that well because there have been cosplays that I've seen that are so incredibly impressive and they are um, just completely makeup driven. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some that I've seen that are just so stunning. Like, they're, oh, I mean, there's. Oh gosh, I've seen some beautiful, beautiful sewing work, and then also, you know, just incredible armor. I, I you know, what? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> Come on. No, There's like not I one that just jumps out in your head, like you think of all the time uh, when you're trying to create your own cosplay and be like, oh my god, do you remember that time when you saw this? Like I, I can say, I've never been to a show where I've seen very, very impressive. I've been to the cheaper shows. I haven't been to a San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I go but, to New York every year. Well, yeah, like he goes to New York. Uh, I've been to Star Wars Celebration. That's par- probably the biggest uh, con I've been to. But uh, I remember seeing online someone made a uh, full Hulkbuster armor yeah. thing, oh, sure. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. I mean um, Thomas from uh, who makes those. I mean that is he's that's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. That is because I mean, he, what he does is just so incredible, but um, it's not what the average person can do. And yeah. so, right. what I'm going to say is rather than um, sort of thinking about the people who have sort of that sort of professional edge, I will say there was uh, a cosplay that I saw probably three years ago, maybe four years ago, at New York Comic Con that inspired me to do Emma Frost. And I do think about this sometimes because it was so striking. It was actually a friend of mine, a male friend, and he was in, and he who was in a beautiful human being. Yeah. And so he was in full Emma Frost drag, and had every inch of skin that was showing was just glittering, rhinestone. just glittering, and then rhinestones on top of that. Like the it's That's one cool. thing to do. Um, sort of full body color and I it is hard I have been completely sprayed before for my Twi'lek <clears throat> where I was blue and it took a long time to get wow. that blue off oh, wow. <laughs> um, my arms were sprayed again or whatnot wow. for um, the Night King so seeing this very tall stunningly gorgeous individual looking like mm-hmm. Emma Frost completely in diamonds like completely covered again like w- any bit of skin that was showing I just my jaw dropped and yeah. I was like I have to meet this person mm-hmm. you know and just be the statuesqueness and the cape work and I yeah. and then we became friends <laughs> and yeah, we're still totally yeah. friends 
Um, and this individual, if you want to look them up online, uh, goes by on on Instagram goes by the moniker Brooklyn Link because they're very well known for okay. also doing variations okay. of Link. But there you go. So that's a cosplay again. That's just a general person rather than being like extreme machines or something oh, like that. So that's a great point. No, well, I mean, a quick question that just yep. came up when you said made that comment. What is the most complex outfit that you've ever put together for yourself? See, I tend to not do too much complex because I want to be comfortable. Okay. Um, and I want to mm. be able to move around. So... I mean, like, you know, time to put everything together. Like, it took, oh, that took would absolutely five be... hours, six hours, whatever, to put all this together. I don't I don't know anything oh, you mean about it. putting it on my body? Like, getting it all together. Like, the most work that went into actually getting it Okay. Made. That was getting the, it made. Together. Oh, getting it made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean oh, time, b- effort, building it? Time, effort, yeah. the whole the deal. Night King, because, the Night King yeah, was the because most was complex the, one. Yeah, because there was um, you know, armor with that. Mm-hmm. There was so much weathering. So many okay. different like paint techniques that I used to make the outfit look like mm-hmm. it had that sort of ancient sort of look to yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. know, and okay. the frosting and all this right. and that. Um Dying the wig and then um you know working with i got you know to to do the prosthetic mm-hmm. there was actually a life cast okay. done by um a gal named sophie dumas who's here in town and does amazing amazing work but you know they first like life casted it and then there mm-hmm. was you know a fitting and she did all the painting on that but then in terms of putting it on mm-hmm. it was about four hours to get fully into it and then airbrush and smooth all the edges and this and that okay all right. That's cool. And that doesn't even include putting on the costume, but making that costume definitely took me probably 40, 40 plus hours. Wow. That's Man, awesome. That is yeah. incredible. All right, so I have a question. The three of us are on the screen right now. You love cosplay. Who would you see us oh, that's a cosplay good as? That's hold, a on, good hold on. Let me suck it in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> suck it in, guys, with the Ghostbusters. Uh, everyone look at her. <laughs> <laughs> Who would um, I be? You oh gosh okay I forget what the character's name is actually but when you just made that face um, in Suicide Squad terrible movie but Very who is terrible. the guy who has the mustache? Um, you talking about Will Smith? The no, God, no. Mustache? Are, are you oh, he's about got the... he's like a ginger. Ginger, the Aussie. The oh, yes. Captain Boomerang. Oh, Thank Captain Boomerang. you, Captain okay. Boomerang. Okay, when he you had the pink unicorn. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Because you just smiled, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm totally seeing that. That's um, a good one. I could probably pull that off. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Kingpin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've said that about Jim that he could do yeah. a Kingpin. <laughs> and Bane. For sure. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, totally take Bane. Oh, to the bone. <laughs> uh, so um, we're gonna go into the burlesque side and yes. how the cosplay goes into the burlesque because I think that's a very important aspect uh, for you that you uh, want to talk about. Um, but before we get into that, I, I again want to tell everybody where we are. We are at Starbase fifteen fifty two Comics. Uh, come out and uh, find anything collectible that you're looking for. Uh, we have Star Wars. There's uh, uh, comics on sale behind us. There's a whole Funko Pop wall. Uh, you could find X-Men, Batman, G.I. Joe, um, any back issue comic you need, any current yes. issue comic you need. There's a whole room in the back that's got Star Wars uh, signatures, uh, vintage collection, all kinds of good stuff. 
Uh, again, I'm going to say one of the coolest things we found was he has the Star Tours droid uh, for sale back there. So if that's something you're looking to add to your collection, come out, yes, get it. Yes, please do. And uh, add it to your collection. So uh, with the burlesque side, tell us before we get into the questions, how cosplay and burlesque kind of join forces to make the go-go incognito that we know today. <laughs> um, I had started doing burlesque um, way, way back in the day. Uh, when I was go-go dancing, I tried it out. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, but again, I was a social work student who was working three jobs, and burlesque was very pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was different than, you know, go-go dancing, where you can sort of swap out different costumes and, and whatnot, um, you know, and so I was like, all right, I really, really love this. I'm going to come back to this when I can sort of afford to put the time mm-hmm. into both these costumes and then also creating an act. Okay. Um, and so when I, you know, and then I, I was away from burlesque for quite some years and then got back into it when I started basically meeting people through cosplay who also did burlesque and it sort of rekindled my interest in it very mm-hmm. much so like okay. oh right yeah oh yeah i did love that let me let me give it a go again and because i am a professional glamour nerd <laughs> <laughs> i love Do, that title is that on your you. business card <laughs> professional um, glamour nerd it might be, it might <laughs> be. Should, if not it should be <laughs> um it's definitely somewhere in in profiles i have and, and whatnot <laughs> but um uh it made a lot of sense to and, and it, it to, for me to get into nerdlesque uh, it was something I, I became very quickly very passionate about like oh yeah like it's one thing it's really fun to cosplay as Cersei Lannister mm-hmm. but when you are doing an act you know you are getting to and you're doing in character um, nerdlesque you really get to tell a story yeah mm-hmm. you know you get to portray your your favorite you know or, or least favorite or whatever character you're doing um, you know in an art form where you're creating the storyline and it you know you're telling a story through the art of striptease Okay. And so you can make a character very, very strong. You can show their vulnerability. Yeah. You right. can show them drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cersei Lannister. <laughs> before you go into more detail about yes. that, can you tell some of the people that are watching or will listen later what burlesque is? Because I'm not going to lie to you. When we were introduced really? to you, I had no idea what a burlesque The only thing I knew was, was the thing from... The movie with Christina Aguilera no. and Cher. <laughs> Which, <laughs> honestly, um, is a f- funny movie to watch, but that is more like cabaret than it really is burlesque. Burlesque has been around um, for, you know, many, many, many decades. Um, you know, a lot of people maybe aren't super familiar with it, but they know who Dita Von Teese is. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, unlike... Um, uh, unlike people who work at, say, you know, a strip club, which again, I have nothing against that. Everybody got to make their money their own way. Right. But when at a strip club, there is not really some. It's it's not it's not an art. Oh, sorry again, talking with fine. my hands. It's You're not fine. an art form. It's titillation. It's just sort of straight t- straight up titillation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what burlesque is is again telling a story through dance and music 
and striptease happens to be a part of it. Okay. Okay. And, you know, it could be something, again, where you have a very, very sultry person spending five minutes just taking off one glove. Oh, wow. You know, that kind of thing. And it is really, like, almost like, you know, almost imagine the very sort of, like, Mae West, like, come on up and see me sometime. That kind of, like, sultry thing. And, you know, there's that's a whole... But burlesque has so many different styles. Again, I tend to do nerdlesque or comedy. Mm -hmm. So one of my most popular acts, um, one that I've actually been asked to take to the Winnipeg International Burlesque Fest, is my Lunch Lady act, where I am doing... um, Lunch Lady? From... Saturday Night Live. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly where I went with it. Lunch Lady And I performed to that song, and it's my homage to Chris Farley. Yeah. And it's not glamorous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that anybody even would look at it and think that's sexy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I want them to look at it and say, that's That's hilarious. Yes. Yes. You know, and so... um, Again, burlesque is, I guess we should, and, and, and I'm sh- probably, if anybody listened to this, they'll be like, girl, you did a terrible job explaining. Again, it is <laughs> telling. You're doing a much better job than we would <laughs> yeah. if we tried to explain it. It is an art form that is, um, you know, ranges again from everything from, you know, comedy to drama to having elements of circus, vaudeville, etc. And, you know, music and dance where you're telling a story. And striptease is a part of it. Okay. Okay. I mean, sounds sounds fun to fun me. To me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds it sounds like you know, stripping at like a strip club is nitty gritty. I guess people think that way about it. More yours is more casual, fun. That's Excite- a good point. I think a lot of people have a misconception about yeah. what burlesque is because you know a lot of people tend to have a hard time separating what burlesque is and what you know like strip Stripping. clubs would show you know right. like. I I tend to think of it like this like you know would you want would you want to bring your mom you know or your sister with you to a strip club probably not no could you bring your mom or your sister with you to burlesque yes in <coughs> okay. fact um much of the audience of for burlesque and, and it's like we're not we're performing kind of for ourselves Mm -hmm. and there are boy leskers Mm -hmm. sir leskers queer leskers and of course there's nerd lesque what's a Mm -hmm. sir lesker is that like an older man yes okay thank you (laughs) i was like i got lost on that one (laughs) absolutely yes a a gentleman who has reached a certain age may not want to identify with the term boy lesque anymore so he can say sir lesque but that's the thing is because it is it kind of in a way a little bit like drag kind of plays with the mm-hmm. idea of you know gender and and presentation and this and that it's not traditionally it's not titillating again in the same way mm-hmm. um that a you know gorgeous dancer at a strip club may be again mm-hmm. it's something where if you wanted to go and bring a date or again bring your mom mm-hmm. probably be fine and you'll find that the audience is either half or predominantly you know um femme presenting people okay okay awesome. so uh tell us about the dirty nerdly dirt i'm gonna i'm gonna get it right dirty nerdy or less show that you have created Ah. Yes, tell us all about your show. Dirty Nerdy Burlesque is an absolute passion project of mine. And again, I'm very, very happy that it's been noticed and is being requested at different conventions and concerts and whatnot. 
Um, I think I started it now about, I can't remember, I think it's been three years. And every single show we've had has been a sellout, and I'm very, very happy about that. It's just, again, I had mentioned that I used to work in production, Mm -hmm. something I'm very comfortable with. Technology has gotten a little bit ahead of me. I'm sometimes have to ask someone like, "What do I do with this form?" And you know, <laughs> like, how, how do I get the music from here to there and make sure I just it's want to dance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, are th- there's definitely been a learning curve for me in terms of being able to do the you know tech parts of it Mm -hmm. but i'm very lucky in that i have i'm not just a producer i'm also a venue and that Mm -hmm. is because my day job uh being a co-owner of corsair artisan distillery which is here in nashville Mm -hmm. uh being able having a venue that i know the ins and outs of makes producing both easier and more difficult because it's sort of double duty right um but um I started doing a show with a friend named Freya West and that she sort of helped me figure out how production stuff runs, you know, here in yeah. Nashville okay. because you know it's I had been performing for a while. I'd been around, you know, production stuff for a while, but it's always really good to work with someone, I think, you know, and sort of get the lay of the land. We still do this show. It's a food and booze based show. Um, called two body of my favorite. Things. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sold. Food yeah. booze, let's go. Body by cheese, whiskey by Corsair, and so okay. sort of after I guess getting my feet wet in production, I realized okay, I want to create like th- there's things that I want to create that aren't here yet. Yeah. Like you know mm-hmm. there had been like nerdlesque one-offs that were always you know very successful and they were very fun, but I was like I want to create an ongoing nerdlesque experience. Experience okay. Okay. Where it's a big blowout show, and hopefully people will drive from miles around. They do. Oh, you know, yeah. we have people who come in from like Chattanooga, from Memphis, whatnot oh, to see cool. the show. And is this going to be the annual thing or a multiple it's, times a year thing? We do. T- currently, there's two to three giant shows a year. Oh, um, wow. And part of that is because um, produ- producing takes a lot of time well, and yeah. effort. Oh well, yeah. It does. Um, the other thing is there's certain times of the year. At, uh, like the summer, mm-hmm. that it would be very uncomfortable to actually have a show in my distillery because it's so hot. Oh, even okay. even having the shows in May, um, we have to work really hard to like bring the temperature down. And that's because again, it is a working distillery. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I absolutely love doing it. Um, I've had headliners come in from all over the country and performers come in from all over the country, and I really really like being able to showcase not only newer performers and local performers but mm-hmm. performers from out of town as well okay awesome That's so awesome. is your show local or is it everywhere like do you have it spread you have a out travel travel show um we i have put together travel shows um currently like the our big shows are at corsair distillery two times a year um generally in may and then again in the fall okay yeah that was gonna be my next question when's the next one or when can we see it yeah (laughs) so the next because doing this podcast we're gonna have to see you absolutely have to absolutely um it is october 19th it's a saturday okay and that will be at corsair and our theme for that one and that's the other thing is i do 
I generally do themes, like mm-hmm. even though they can be very loosely based. Like you know, we had a um, scoundrels and antiheroes show, okay. oh, which nice. was a okay. little different okay. than just okay. your straight up like villain show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a show called Science Fantasy, which was sci-fi yeah. and fantasy characters. Okay, um, we did do. A joint production with Cupcake Burlesque, which was just Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That one sold out so fast. Everybody's oh, into Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Oh, yeah. So I love fast. Harry Potter. So. And, you know, people have asked, like, well, would you do a Doctor Who show or would you do, like, a, um, you know, Star Wars show? And the thing is, <clears throat> again, because. I might, you know, and I, I've thought about this. When I have time, I might do a smaller show that, that you know, is just about a certain fandom. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I really like giving performers sort of a more an open theme. Like the next one is going to be called Netflix and Thrill. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I sense a lot nice of stranger things. Yeah, yeah, things. Stranger things. Well, well not, not too many. Not too many. But um, uh, the very, very first show we did, the theme was Netflix and Chill. Double entendre there. Yeah. And the idea is it can be any, uh, you know, a character from any series, movie, whatever, yeah. that's on Netflix, but it doesn't have to be a Netflix original. Okay. So that's kind oh, okay. of almost an open theme because yeah, okay. or it is an open theme because there's just so much. Oh yeah. So if yeah. the office is on Netflix and you want to do something Please office, don't do the office. Please do the office. <laughs> Michael, well, you, did, you did make him happy with Doctor Who, though. Yes, He's a huge. I, will oh, take I love Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Absolutely love Doctor Who. I so will take Doctor Who. Can fans uh, that want to come watch the show can they come dressed up as cosplay and sit in your? The, actually, they absolutely should because we have a cosplay contest every single show. Oh. There you go with prizes from Starbase One Five Five Two. Hello, there you go. Look at that double it? plug. Or is it fifteen fifty two? Fifteen fifty two. I have been saying one five five two now for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Just, just don't tell John. <laughs> so, are you? Uh, we know that you have this show. Um, are you a part of any shows that are outside of what you have created? Oh, I know absolutely. you have uh, that. You're going to be competing in shows mm-hmm. but are there shows that like you created that you are a part of that someone else has created what yeah like, that was if, a little confusing there, man. Yeah. um do, I think you, you know what i'm if, talking about do you do no, you no, no, no 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 <laughs> my apologies no, no, no. y'all are gonna get like me to down apologize. i'm gonna get the question out <laughs> calm yourselves you uh, own dirty nerdy uh, burlesque. Yes. Is there another show like that that you don't own that you are a part of? Like you oh. have a friend that has a burlesque show that you go and be a part of it as well as they come and be a part of yours? Oh, well, sure. I mean, um, I, you know, if, if I was, well, first of all, I, d- I usually host my shows. Um, I like hosting just as much as I like performing. Um, I like to be able to, you know, work with the like the audience, and I like to be able to talk nerdy about, you know, the characters and the and the performers um, mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. them. So if I were only doing my shows, I'd only be performing four times a year. Yeah, we can't right. have that. Yeah. So okay, yes, right. there right. are there are multiple local burlesque troops, um, and we all basically you know bounce around to the different shows you know hire each other depending on what the acts are that are relevant like Mm -hmm. i just was in a game of thrones show two weeks ago that was done um by a troupe called nash burley and i did my revamped cersei lannister and it was a lot of fun okay um and yeah 
So yeah. you have to be yeah. in shows, whether they're yours or not. That's I don't have weird. to. I do. She it. just wants to. I want to, of course. Well, that's what I mean. Like you, your personality is like you got to be doing shows, whether you know they're yours or not. Can well, you not hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, you were a little distant there. Were, uh, well, I, that's called being a performer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the life of a performer. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, can we talk a little bit about your distillery for a second? Of course. Yes. Uh, let's tell, tell us about that, the hit, little bit of history of it, and where can we find your products? Um, again, it is called Corsair Distillery. Mm-hmm. Corsair like Gentleman Pirate, not so much like the airplane. Okay. And... Um, we started, I guess now about 12 years ago, it was just sort of an idea that my husband had because he had thought, like he was really into at the time um, collecting used vegetable oil to turn into biodiesel. Okay. okay. And okay. he had, heard a lot of people trying to do that. Yeah. yeah. He had actually made a little still and was you know distilling again used vegetable oil from restaurants mm-hmm. into biodiesel and he'd worked really 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 hard to get like several jugs of it yeah mm-hmm. and we actually had a car at the time it was this ancient sort of gold mercedes that could run <laughs> that we got from um like the environmental school cook University yeah, okay. here mm-hmm. in in Tennessee, um, it would run on vegetable oil. We called it the tater tot because <laughs> <laughs> it was again, it was this ancient, ancient, ancient gold like diesel Mercedes that had been converted. And um, I don't remember if it was myself or I think it was me. It might have been um, uh, my husband's childhood friend who was sort of looking at these jugs mm-hmm. of uh, biodiesel okay. and said to you know said to my husband like you know. If that was whiskey, you know, we'd be in business. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And the idea just sort of went from there. And um, we learned very, very quickly that moonshining is still a very, like, it's very, very illegal and is something highly punishable by mm-hmm. law. Mm-hmm. And it would not have been worth, uh, you know, running the risk of that and so Mm -hmm. we very quickly found space in Bowling Green Kentucky right on the square and um, got a little like little shop and started distilling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the first thing that was put together was our multi 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 award-winning gin because that doesn't have to be aged okay and so after a little bit you know setting up some stuff um, we sent the gin off to some spirits competitions, just seeing like, you know, mm-hmm. not like, and these are, again, these are competitions where people have booths and like right. yeah, spokespeople yeah. and right. they have like this whole like experience. Hi, welcome to my gin. Exactly. My gin could get you drunk. Right. <laughs> we just sent off, we had like a little packet, you mm-hmm. know, just a little like, here, please try this. And it ended up, I think, you know, either uh, at one place at one gold, another place at one silver. It's like, oh, wow. I guess we know what we're doing. Yeah. And so, you know, then and my husband got really, really excited to start experimenting with um, alternate grains. Mm. Um, and that's our big thing now is, you know, distilling small batch craft distilling using, mm-hmm. you know, organic and fair trade ingredients as much as we absolutely can. Yeah. You know, on these antique copper stills, although actually some of the stills are new, some of them are antique, some of them are new. Okay. Um, 
again, doing absolutely quality over quantity and using experimental grains. Okay. All right. And it's all gin? Is it all gin? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Whiskies. Oh, it's all whiskies. It's all whiskies now. No, there's not. Okay. We have... I'm sorry. No, no, no. I I should have explained. What we are known for are alt whiskies. Okay. All right. But we do also have a rum, a vodka, um, a a regular gin, a barrel-aged gin, and sometimes we make absinthe. And they so are uh, an equal opportunity the, drinker. Yes, yes. they are. Uh, so where can we find your products? Where can we find those at? Um, well, you can I, you can look online. I'm not sure if it has been updated recently, but generally you can do a search. Like mm-hmm. you can go to Google or your you know your favorite browser where to buy Corsair. Okay, but you can find us in many 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 liquor stores around um, Tennessee mm-hmm. and around the country. Okay, I think there are a few states that we don't distribute to, mm-hmm. but they're few and far between. Okay, yeah. okay. So tell uh, so tell everybody where they can find information on your show. Okay, if you want to keep up to date with Dirty Nerdy Burlesque, we have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. and that is just Dirty Nerdy Burlesque. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we also have an Instagram, and I think that's also. I'm going to look it up right now and make sure I don't. It's not an abbreviation, but there is an Instagram, and it. Doop to doop to doop. That is also just dirty, nerdy burlesque. Okay. And there will be information posted <clears throat> on those, as right. it, especially as time gets closer, about the shows that we have coming up mm-hmm. and how you can get tickets. In October, we're doing the big show, and then a week later, we're part of a concert series. Okay. So there's going to be, uh, not a concert series, a con- not a concert uh-huh. Which I think is going to be fascinating because it's a Halloween themed sort of hard rock, heavy metal, death metal, okay, like, right. okay, you know, night of, okay. with multiple bands and then Dirty and Nerdy's like somewhere in there as yeah. well. Okay. All right, that's, that's cool. going to be so cool. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, is there anything that we haven't covered within your interesting life I, that I you would have, like to? I actually have one more question. Go for okay. it. You say so. You're married. Yes. What does your husband think about? Does he? Does he do it too? He is, he is not a burlesker. He is my absolute wonderful behind-the-scenes guy. No, is he? Does he help you? Oh or? yeah, absolutely. He, <clears throat> I've um, always wondered, you know, because if my wife wanted to do something, I'd be like, oh, I want to no. do the music, or I want to do video, or I'd I'd want to help participate. Yes with her and some out so I was just curious he is my absolutely wonderful logistics person and I have I don't again because we are producing um, when I do shows for at Corsair you know we're producing mm-hmm. in our own venue mm-hmm. but again it's a working distillery so it's not like you can just like run in and be like alright here we go like yeah. there's all these like pallets that need, you know of products that need to be moved barrels mm-hmm. that need to be moved this that the other he makes sure like he does all the logistics it works the door we'll do like the video etc etc okay yeah. okay that's cool yes. very that's interesting so, awesome. so you got a you got a show in October yes October Everyone, 19th October 19th yes uh, everybody who wants to come dress in your cosplay there's a contest there with is prizes contest. from where we are Starbase 1552 1552 <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell Judd and uh, go to go to the Facebook and Instagram and look up any information of uh, future shows yep. and uh, you know series or concerts that they may be a part of that you could come is there a way uh, for people 
to contact you about joining your show if they want to join the burlesque or how uh, they get in? Um, people do. Uh, they email me at or and they message me. Um, you know, on through Facebook, or they email me um, saying, you know, when are you having, um, you know, auditions or not auditions? Um, when are you? Sorry, I'm getting. <laughs> When's your next I'm, show? I'm, the, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm listening to the people behind me, and I need to stop doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted for a minute. Um, when are you? T- like, they'll ask, when are we taking applications for the next show? And so people reach out to me all the time. Um, there's also uh, another way to, to keep up with things is to look at just the website, which is dirtynerdyburlesque.com. Mm-hmm. There's not that much going on there until it's time to sell tickets. But um, email-wise, if you have questions about Dirty Nerdy, you can email me at dirtynerdyburlesque at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody there you out go. there that has uh, wanted that push to get into the burlesque world, like you've always wanted to uh, be a part of it, uh, reach her. Um, yes. You know, for uh, auditions, go send you in her application. Don't ever be afraid uh, to do yeah. something like this. You know, uh, victory is always in the area of discomfort. So, yes. you know, if you're uncomfortable <laughs> with it, still do it anyway. You might fun- find something that changed your life. She found something that changed her life. <laughs> and that sh- you can obviously tell she's very happy with everything. Very. You know, with her distillery, her burlesque, her cosplay, all the worlds she's a part of that are nerdy. Yep. It is amazing. You've... You, are leading a very I'm very jealous of your oh. your life <laughs> you, you've you're leading such an uh, an inspiring life to those who who want to be in um, the uh, performance uh, industry or you know who who just want to fulfill uh, a part of uh, that side of them they, they uh, like Mm-hmm. personality they want to fulfill within burlesque it doesn't matter this is a very open uh nerdy area that many people can be a part of and i think you're a great leader in this thank industry you. For yes. thank you uh so announcements yeah um i wanted to uh let everybody know that um uh we are going to be appearing live a couple more times this year we're still working on a few more shows but uh we are going to be at the um icc con the imperial commissary on september 13th 14th and 15th uh mm-hmm. we'll be there all three days um uh, most likely broadcasting at least two of the days maybe all three uh we will let you know a little bit more information as that comes out but you can find out more information on that by going to imperialcommissary.com uh want to give a big shout out to uh judd and starbase 1552 comics uh, for letting us come out here and do the show today we love you judd (laughs) (laughs) uh you can check out starbase 1552 at starbase 1552 comicsshop.com and uh, uh, come by and definitely check out the shop in person it is an awesome place Uh, we're also going to be appearing live December 1st um, at the uh, Nashville uh, comic uh, comic day spectacular Uh, you can check out information on that it's going to be December 1st Sunday December 1st information on that can be found at comiccityconventions.com you can find us on social media using the handle at uh, nerdly eclectic that's at nerdly eclectic you'll find us on facebook twitter got it right here on the screen instagram i do appreciate that buddy facebook twitter (laughs) instagram and instagram and instagram 
the grand. And, uh, uh, that would that'd be a, gr- a great way to keep up with us. Uh, we definitely do a lot of post all of our stuff, our events and everything on Facebook, and we'll uh, we drop our uh, live shows on uh, Twitter and Instagram. <coughs> so uh, you can you can keep up with us on any of those outlets. Uh, you can also check us out at theeclecticcollective.com. Uh, that's theeclecticcollective.com. That's our entire archive of all of our shows, and you can listen to us online. Uh, not sure where you're listening to us today, but uh, we are available on all the major podcast outlets: uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and coming soon to Pandora. And so, just keep checking out for that. If you like listening to stuff on Pandora, we're going to be coming to that outlet pretty soon. And Can't come wait. join us October nineteenth. Yes. We're yes. going to be watching this show. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. got to come to this show. I'm going to be working on my Bane costume because yes. she, she's said it. <laughs> yes. Just because she gave you permission. Well, now I have the inspiration to become the Bane. I love it. <laughs> I, I Thank wanna, you guys so much. I want to for... be Bane. Yes, uh, y- y'all could be Bane. <laughs> I have cosplayed as Bane before my, my wife keeps telling me she wants to because we have a 10 year old son and she keeps she wants us to do wreck it ralph <gasps> that'd be adorable <laughs> that, that would be adorable <laughs> that would be awesome uh so she wants to do a whole thing with the whole family so that you should do it Jim. Awesome. you should do it i don't know we'll see uh, again, we were we are with uh, Gogo Incognito. Please go. Thank to you so much for Facebook. doing the show. Here's her Instagram Instagrams. right here. Gogo at, at Gogo underscore Incognito. Oh, I believe. Just making so. sure I have the right gonna, information gonna up. Double before. check right now. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's Gogo underscore Incognito. incognito. Right. So yes. yeah, if you and go see her. Check out her Facebook or her Instagram page. I don't. I do have a Facebook. I don't update it nearly as much as Instagram. Um, also, you know, there have been times that I have been completely clothed, like in my Nurse Joy cosplay, mm-hmm. which is adorable. And Instagram, uh, I'm sorry, Facebook flagged it as nudity because I just thought pink. Uh, and it was like, you're nude. And it's like, it, oh, it's not. Good old Facebook. Good old Facebook. Well, you can go to the Dirty yes. Nerdy uh, Burlesque Facebook and yes. Instagram Absolutely. to keep up with everything going yes. on. And if you're looking to book me, you can get in touch with me at gogoincognito1 at gmail.com. I am absolutely hireable for <laughs> your burlesque cosplay and production needs. And if you're looking to have a Dirty Nerdy Burlesque show come to you or come to your event, we can absolutely do that. We just did it for Hypericon two weeks ago. The show was phenomenal. Nice. You can hire me. You can hire my company. We will work it out. All right. Well, thank you so much for yes, uh, being a part so of the show. Thank you. Thank you so really, much for having me. Thanks, for, so thanks for coming out really, to Starbase 1552 yeah. and joining us. We always love doing a live show out here. It's so much fun. Uh, we appreciate you coming in. And we can't wait to see the show in October. It's, I it's, can't wait uh, to have you looking guys Looking so forward to it. Yes. We, all right. Thank you all for uh, turning in today to our show. And uh, that's going to be all for the show today. We thank you so much for joining us. Yes. We are the Eclectic Collective. Yes, we are. Thank you, Go Go. Bye. Thanks, guys.